Hey, welcome everybody. It's a, it's the chief here at, with the fire brigade talking sports on a Wednesday night. Had a lot going on this last weekend. Some great games to watch. We're going to do a quick rundown of the uh, winners and losers from last weekend, and then we'll get into our picks. Uh, then we'll get into our picks for the coming week. And if you stay tuned towards the end of the program, we're going to have a, a giveaway, call-in giveaway. So something to look forward to besides listen to some four guys talk about sports. Um, start off with the Bucks and the Saints game. What would you guys think? What was, the, what was your big surprise in that uh, Tampa Bay-New Orleans game? Matt? Uh, Buccaneers defense, man. They, they were stout. Uh, turned, turned the Saints over multiple times and – you know, gave gave the Buccaneers a short field all game long. That 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 defense just played awesome, and that's hands down won them the football game. Right, well, I think that we talked about that last week. Um, that their defense had to play better um, because they, you know, a, a Washington team found some holes in that defense, and I, and I agree with you, Matt. I think that was that was the big uh, question mark, and man, they stepped up. Braden, what'd you? What'd you, what's your analysis? Yeah, I think, honestly, that defense really helped him out out there. But I think also the play of Tom Brady. I know he didn't have a great game with only 199 yards throwing, but he still accounted for three touchdowns. And, I mean, zero turnovers to definitely helps that defense out there. And they really controlled the time possession, too. So uh, I think his play definitely helped him win. Colton? So, so real quick, your consensus is Drew. Have we seen the last of Drew Brees in an NFL uniform? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we did. I, I, I would say so. He, he didn't look uh, so good in that in that game against the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, I'm hearing reports that he was dealing with uh, a torn rotator cuff too. Played through that the whole year. You know, had the injury. You know, earlier in the season with the ribs and the lungs. I, I think this is uh, you know the right time to, to hang up the cleats. I agree. I think we're consensus on that. I think, I think Drew Brees is done. He's had a great career. Now, obviously, a obviously a Hall of Fame career. All right, let's move on. The Bills and the Ravens. Uh, you know, we said that uh, you know you had to chop, had to stop Lamar Jackson, and they did. I, I think the Bills showed that their defense, you know, can step up and 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 play with play with anybody um that was my big my big takeaway they held them to three points i mean come on it don't get much better than that yeah absolutely i, I agree 100 percent. that defense they played stout again another stout defense there and i mean to stop lamar jackson from scrambling out of the pocket and getting getting those extra yards on plays and just keeping them from getting down the field though the ravens also didn't help themselves either wouldn't no. they have two three missed field goals in that game yeah. I mean, that that could have could have changed the tide too if they put those through the uprights. To me, that's kind of been their their Achilles heel all year has been their kicker. I think he's he's missed. I think he's missed a lot of a lot of different you know, kicks this year. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help out there. I think also Stephon Diggs was an absolute tear, 106 yards oh. and a touchdown. I mean, there's no defense that can really control him right now with 117 yards a game for the past seven. He's on an absolute tear. I just oh. don't think there's anything out there for him. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, definitely an impressive uh, performance by that Bills Bills defense on a night where you know the Bills offense really wasn't clicking you know quite as well as they usually do, uh, but that defense played played well. Held the Ravens to only 150 rushing yards, uh, about 40 yards less than what they're averaging. So I mean that was that was crucial. Uh, the defense got you know four sacks, uh, had one pick six, uh, 101 yard interception return for a touchdown. Uh, that that was very key. They they limited Lamar Jackson in the pocket and uh, you know was able to get get the dub and uh, move on to the AFC Championship. All right, the Rams and the Packers. Braden, you want to lead us off recapping this game? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, holy cow. I figured that uh, Rams would be able to get a little bit of a pressure on him with that front seven they had. But, I mean, that Rams defense was nothing for Aaron Rodgers out there. Devontae Adams looks stellar, nine catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, they're running attack with Aaron Jones, 99 yards, and a touchdown. I think that that offense really showed up this game, and they're definitely going to need it to beat the Bucks next week. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Braden. I- Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense, they were hitting on all cylinders and making it look easy. And that's, that's no easy Rams defense they were playing against. They, they, that defense has uh, played stellar against some very good opponents this year. And the Packers put up 32 points and just, like I said, made it look easy at times. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers rushed for a touchdown. That's, that's how easy they made it look. Yeah, yeah, no uh... – I, I finished uh, two and two for the week. Um, you know, this is one of the games that I got wrong. That Rams defense really let me down. Um, you know, just too much uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, a three-headed monster on offense. Rams just didn't, you know, didn't get enough pressure on, on Rodgers. He, he dissected him quite a bit. And, uh, you know, the Rams offense was dysfunctional. You knew it wasn't. They weren't going to be able to put up a ton of points, um, you know, with the help of, of Jared Goff. Uh, he played, you know, as well as he could, but uh, ultimately, you know, the better quarterback got got the win in this matchup. All right, very good. Well, thanks for reminding me about uh, how we're doing in the picks, fellas. Uh, I think I'm smoking all of you. I, I'm, I'm sitting at 8-2 and two over the last two weeks. Um, I missed that Buck saints game. Like I said last week, I hate to pick – pick against my boy Tom Brady and I did and I shouldn't have but uh um yeah I I, I gotta agree Aaron Rodgers is just I mean he just he is in rare form he just looks destined destined for a Super Bowl this year um all right we got to talk about the last game the, the game that broke the Ohio's heart there the Chiefs and the Browns um you know I I Colton you said that you thought the fairy tale was, you know, the, the clock was striking midnight on that Cinderella story, and, and you were right. So give me your recap on that game, Colton. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, my heart goes out to the Browns. You know, you know, I know I picked the Chiefs to win, and, you know, thank goodness because it, you know, helped the Chiefs did win, so it made me look somewhat sound, salvageable this, this week. But, uh, you know, I, I, I was rooting for the Browns. I really thought they were, were going to get it done. They had plenty of opportunities to, to win that ball game. You know, didn't take advantage, and I think that's you know a result of uh, you know a, a playoff a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a long time, or you know with a lot of players that don't have playoff experience. They just weren't able to capitalize on a lot of the mistakes the Chiefs made. The Chiefs have that have that playoff experience. They've been there before. They know what it takes to get it done. Unfortunately, the Browns came up a little bit short, but uh, you know, kudos to the Browns for the Browns for a, a great, great season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That that was a, a stellar football game. I mean, 
I, I felt like the Chiefs had it in hand until Mahomes went out, though. So I, I, I don't know that I ever really felt like the Browns had that in control until Mahomes went out. And, and then, then the Browns really, you know, they, they showed they didn't deserve to win that football game. Went on third, third and 14, they let Chad Henney, a cold quarterback, rush for 13 and a half yards and set up a fourth and short. You know, I, and then, and then, you know, what I take away from that is the Chiefs quarter uh, coach going for it on fourth and one with a cold quarterback and passing and the passing the football. <laughs> and that was just an amazing call, it's and it's just get over, crazy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing that amazed me is the Browns got away from the running game. Yeah, and they I were. Mean, really why good. didn't they run Chubb down their throat? And, and Kareem I mean, Hunt yeah. was killing, and they had, he had fresh legs in the fourth yeah. quarter. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I got, I got to concur. I mean, uh, you know, when Mahomes went down, I was like, oh boy, yeah. this is the Browns. But I'll tell you what, you can't take anything away from Baker Mayfield. That kid is yeah. a competitor. He's tough. Mm-hmm. He's strong. He's, you know, he, you know, he just goes out there and gives you everything he's got every, every, every series. And uh, again, I got, you know, Andy Reid, the gambler. Wow, I was, I was impressed. Yeah, definitely. I think Baker Mayfield really gave it all, his all out there. Didn't go out without a fight. I mean, it was a killer for those Browns fans. But when it came down to it, Chad Henney really stepped up in a big <laughs> moment. I mean, it's no bigger than that. I think the Browns played a pretty solid game overall. Only holding the Chiefs at 22 points is pretty good, but. Just wasn't enough to get it done. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our picks for this week, a rundown in our picks for this week. Um, we'll start with the NFC. That's the first game on Sunday. That's be the Bucks against the Packers. Is um, the list a time on that by chance? Uh, yeah, it's 3.05. Yeah, 3.05. Yeah, I knew okay. it was later. Right. Um, okay, so we got, you know, Tampa Bay going into onto the frozen tundra up there in Green Bay. Um, I'll kind of lead off here a little bit. The Packers, they only got them favored by three. The over-under is 51. If, I, if I'm if i betting, if I was a betting man, those two offenses, I got I got to I got to take the over at 51. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do too. I think, I think big questions for the Buccaneers is uh, Antonio Brown's knee. Um, they're saying the MRI revealed no serious injury, but, you know, he just, he just did not look good this last week. Um, and good or Godwin's had the drops. I mean, he played decent, but he's uh, he's only catching the ball at 47 percent right now, as opposed to Antonio Brown is catching the ball at 62 percent throw. You know, for uh, targets. So you still got Mike Evans, you got Leonard Fournette. So I mean, the Buccaneers have a high-powered offense, and if their defense plays, you know, the game that they played this week, I think that's the key. Uh, you know, believe it or not, this is the first time Brady and Rodgers have ever faced each other in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I was, was going to tell you that that front seven of Tampa is the one that. Yeah, uh, they played back in October, and the Buck it was a it was laughable. The the Buccaneers blew them out thirty eight to ten. Mm. I don't see that happening again. Mm. The Packers have been ten and two since that game. Um, the O line for the Packers was just phenomenal against the Rams. I mean. Rodgers sat back there and just picked that defense apart, and that he never got his uniform dirty. Um, so, you know, and they are the highest scoring defense in the league. One-two punch of Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Man, I, I, I hate to pick against my boy again, <laughs> but I, I got to give the, my picks the Packers in a close one. I'd say a high-scoring game. I'd say both, both teams are going to be in the 30s, but I, I think Packers went in in a close one. Yeah, 
one I'm, I'm picking the Packers I just I mean what what they did last week to the Rams just it, it blew my mind how how easy that offense made that that game look and I just Aaron Rodgers hitting on all cylinders that offense hitting on all cylinders and even against a great defense like the Rams they were able to do that I don't think the Buccaneers will be able to slow them down I, I think it will be a high scoring game on both sides but I think the Packers will be able to score more and the Packers will take the win yeah, I think that defense for the Bucks really showed up last week. I think they showed that in big games they can step up, holding Michael Thomas to zero catches. I mean, they're going up against the top three receiver right now in Devontae Adams, but I really think that defense can hold up. And Brady, I mean, three touchdowns last week, and Tampa Bay scored all their three touchdowns on four turnovers made by, or made by the Saints. I really think as long as they can force some like they did last time they played Green Bay, I gotta go with Tampa on this one. Mm, we're split right down the middle. All right, very good. That'll be an interesting game to watch then. Very that's good. Our, that's our leadoff game. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. Mm. All right, the AFC Championship, the late game on Sunday, the Chiefs versus the Bills. What's this? Six o'clock? Is it? Six six forty. Six forty. All right, Braden or Braden, you want to start us out? Yeah, I mean the Bills only giving up three points to the Ravens. I know the Ravens are not the same kind of offense as Kansas City, but I really think that that defense really showed up last game, and I think it can show up again. I mean, Diggs is on an absolute tear, 117 yards per game, like I said before. Patrick may be still a little shook up still. I mean, I know he took a big hit on that one, and when he stood up, he was looking a little woozy out there, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's not to his 100% uh, game-ready form. So I really think that uh, I'm going to have to go with the Bills, 34-31. Over the defending mm-hmm. champs. Yeah. Very good, Braden. No, gutsy, I, gutsy pick. I'm definitely going to have to disagree here. I'm going with the Chiefs in this game with one caveat is 
if Mahomes is playing and healthy. Because if Mahomes doesn't play, it's Bills all day. But but I I think I think Mahomes is already showing. It. I think he's back to practice already. He's gonna be ready to go. And just that Chiefs offense is way better than that Ravens offense. They're not gonna hold them to three points. And the Bills only put up 17 against the Ravens last week. I think that 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 offense on the Bills side just wasn't all that impressive to me last week. I I think. I think the Chiefs have a more higher-powered higher offense, and then their defense will be good enough to hold the Bills to no more than what they scored last week. I, I think the Chiefs take this one home. All right, Colton, you want to give your – Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to have to agree with, with Matt. I, I think the Chiefs uh, are, are going to take this one, um, you know, barring that uh, Mahomes plays. And I, I'm almost, uh, you know, 99% sure he, he's going to play, um, you know, already practicing earlier this week and, uh, you know, not technically cleared from the concussion protocol, but he'll be ready to go, you know, even a 75%, you know, Mahomes I think will be good enough to get it done against the Bills. Uh, you know, they do have that high-powered offense. Uh, you know, the, the Bills' defense has been impressive in the playoffs so far, but i got to look at the stats from the regular season. The Bills' defense, sixth in the league in missed tackles with 127. Uh, that's not, you know, that's not good if you're going to, you know, go up against Tyreek Hill or, or Travis Kelsey. you got to make, when they catch it, you got to make some tackles. You can't not let them break tackles and, and get extra yardage. Uh, that, 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 for me, is a big glaring, glaring stat. Um, you know, on the Buffalo side, they are on an eight-game winning streak. They have won every game by at least ten points except for one. Um, you know, so they do have the opportunity to, to you know, blow this one away. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Kansas City has too big too big of an offense. Mahomes back there going to dissect that Buffalo defense apart. And uh, I'm liking the Chiefs to advance to uh, back-to-back Super Bowls. All right. Well, the Bills haven't been to the Super Bowl since 93, the last year they lost four in a row Super Bowls. <laughs> um, I know they're itching to get back. And like we kind of touched on early, Allen and Diggs ab- absolutely ate the Ravens' lunch. I mean, is there anybody that can guard Stephon Diggs? You can't cover that dude with a blanket, man. He is just hes just playing fantastic. Uh, in the, you know, we talked about their defense stepping up. Mahomes, what I was reading, doing some reading, he says it wasn't a hit to the head. He says it was a tweaked nerve in his neck. Um, so I'm not even, you know, they still got him in the concussion protocol, but I'm not even sure that that's really what, what the issue was. He's, ste- he's passed all the steps so far. So I think, I think you're going to see Mahomes play. Um, we know what he can do. Vegas has only got the Chiefs by three, I think, probably because of the uncertainty and the health of Patrick Mahomes. But I got to take the Chiefs in this one. Um, Braden, we're going to leave you out here on an island by yourself, yep. the only one the only one taking the Bills. But, um, you know, I, I see the Chiefs. I, I got to agree that offense is just is just too much. Um, so we're uh, three to one on that. Matt, Colton, and I with the Chiefs and Braden with the Bills. So we'll see. I think it, it's going to be an entertaining weekend of football. Definitely. With, with me, it, it comes down, there's an X factor with me this time of year. I look at a team and their tight end play. Yeah. So I think yep. you're seeing two of the best tight ends in Gronkowski and Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's, that's my pick. Yeah. yeah. The I Buccaneers love, and the Chiefs. I love Travis Kelsey. It's going to be a matter play. of can they get open? Yep. Definitely. You know, I mean, would right. would Travis Kelsey have 105 catches? I think it was or something. And yeah. Yeah. He just went for 110 yards last game yeah. on a touchdown. You know. So. 
I just don't. To me, that's the X factor. Yeah, absolutely. Both, uh, both big targets in the red zone yes. as well. Yeah, yes. I agreed. All right, well, we're going to get into something a little bit new tonight since uh, college football is over. We're going to get into some college basketball tonight. Um, they're, believe it or not, they're almost halfway into their season already, and you know we don't, we can't let time get away from us. We got to get our two cents in on, on the college basketball. So what we thought we'd do tonight is kind of each of us kind of pick the conference to go over, and Colton's going to lead us off. He's going to run down the Big Twelve for us. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll start it off here, uh, Big Twelve. Uh, just looking, looking at the standings, uh, we got Baylor there sitting at six and zero. Texas right behind them at five and one. Uh, Kansas four and three, Texas Tech four and three, Oklahoma four and three, uh, Oklahoma State three and three, West Virginia two and three, uh, TCU two and four, Kansas State one and six, and Iowa State at zero oh and five. Wow. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of a kind of a you know Baylor's conference to lose. You know, most you know in years past it's kind of been you know the Kansas show in the mm-hmm. Big Twelve. You know, dominating the Big Twelve, but uh, this year. You know, there there are quite a few teams that are that are fighting for the top. I mean, I know Baylor's got the lead right now, but Texas is, you know, just sitting there right behind them. Uh, you know, at, at five and one in the conference. So it'd be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, you know, the Big Twelve is looking like a pretty strong, pretty strong conference this year. Got five ranked teams. Uh, so we'll see see how that how it plays out the rest of the rest of the season. You know, a, a few players to kind of kind of you know look at or you know to watch. Uh, I got to start it off with, uh, you know, Kate Cunningham, the freshman guard from uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, not only is he leading the conference uh, in points per game at 17.8, but is more than likely going to be the number one pick in next year's NBA draft. I mean, this kid is, is phenomenal, has been phenomenal all, all year. Um, so we'll see against the bigger teams what he can do in March, if, if the team, if his team can make it in March, what he can do there. Um, another another player uh, to look at is uh, Jared Butler, a junior from Baylor, um, third in the league in, in points per game, second in the league in assists, and leading the league in steals per game. So kind of a, a combo guard that can kind of do a little bit of everything, um, you know, really a, a leader for that Baylor team. Um, and then another another big guy, um, Derek Colfer for, for West Virginia, kind of a, a power down there in the post um, for, for West Virginia. You know, uh, has third, averaging uh, double double uh, actually in the in the league with 10.8 rebounds, 13.8 points per game. Um, so you know, I, I look for those three guys to really make an impact the rest of the season. So we'll see see how it goes. All right. Um, you know, some big games that are kind of coming up over the next you know couple months. Um, like I said, Texas is right there behind Baylor. Those two teams match up on February 2nd. Uh, Baylor goes on the road to Texas. So that'll be, you know, very interesting to pay attention to. Um, and then I got, you know, Kansas going to West Virginia on the 6th of February. Texas Tech going at uh, Kansas on uh, the 20th of February. And then Baylor plays uh, Kansas at the end of February, uh, the 27th. So those are going to be some big games coming up uh, over the next month or so. Uh, you know, kind of some tournament teams that, you know, you're looking at. I would say that Baylor, Texas, uh, Kansas, and Texas Tech are kind of locks right now. Um, I would say there's three teams that still have a little bit of work to do. Uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and West Virginia um, have a, you know some big games coming up, so we'll see what they what they can do in the conference. Uh, but I think that they have to prove a little bit more in order to, to get get into the to the big dance. All right, very good, good job. Um, I got the I kind of ran down to gonna run down the ACC for you. What the heck is going on in the ACC? 
They don't have a team ranked in the top ten. No Carolina. And Duke and North Carolina, neither one is ranked in the top 25. What in the heck? Is it it still 2020? Because something's going on here. Those teams, both those teams being out of the top 25, that's the first time that's happened since 1982. 38 years ago was the last time those teams weren't ranked. And right now – they're on the bubble, I think, to make the tournament. Now look for Duke to turn it around. I think that getting Jalen Johnson back, you know, yeah. he 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 played last night. wasn't a big factor, but um, and in a loss. But look look for Duke to turn it around. You know, Coach K is going to have his. If he can get into the tournament, he'll have his team ready. I think the big surprise for me in this in this conference not not only Duke and North Carolina, but Notre Dame. Mike Bray, where are you at? They're at the bottom. They're one and five in the conference, four and eight overall. I mean, Notre Dame has been a just an absolute powerhouse in recent years, and they've just disappeared. Yeah, lead leading the ACC right now. You got Virginia ranked thirteenth overall. Um, they're five and zero oh, ACC play, nine and two, um, led by two. And I think what you're seeing is happening. Um, these these te- these teams that were the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the North Carolina that were had all these one and done players. I think you're seeing that start to come back and haunt some of these teams a little bit. Um, yeah. Because like Virginia is led by two seniors, six foot eight Sam, six foot eight Sam Hauser, fourteen points a game, seven and a half rebounds, leading his team in both those stats. And then you got another senior, Jay Huff, another forward, seven foot one. A, the senior leadership, I think, is what's doing it for those guys. And I think when they get into the tournament, I think you'll see that senior leadership lead that team a long way, long way in uh, in the big dance. Uh, Virginia Tech right now sitting sitting in second place at five and one, and then and then you got Clemson at three. Clemson's only three and two in the ACC, but they're nine and two overall. So those are the only three teams that are ranked right now in the ACC. So. We'll see. We'll see if your, you know, your favorites, your your big teams like Dukes and North Carolina can turn around in the second half. And uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be an exciting conference to watch. All right. Well, I got the, uh, I got the Big Ten. You know, be, me being the big Buckeye fan I am, I had to take the Big Ten. They're they're what I watch and what I know. But uh, let's run, run down the conference as we stand today. Right now we have Michigan at number one, seven one. The Big Ten, twelve and one overall. How bad does that hurt to say that, Matt? Michigan uh, at number one. Hey, you know, in basketball, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah. We're a football school. I know it, so it, it happens. Uh, number two, we got Iowa sitting at six and one, twelve and two overall. Three, Wisconsin, five and two, eleven and three overall. Four, Illinois, six and three, uh, ten and five overall. Five, Purdue, six and three, eleven and five overall. Ohio State five and four, eleven and four overall. Minnesota four and four, eleven and four overall. And then it kind of drops off after that. Uh, you got Indiana at three and four and eight and six overall. Rutgers three and five, seven and five overall. Northwestern three and five, six and six overall. Uh, that doesn't make sense. I must have messed something up on that stat. Uh, Michigan State two and four, eight and four overall. Um, Maryland we had. Uh, uh, two and six, eight and eight and six overall. Penn State zero oh and five in the Big Ten, three and six overall. And Nebraska zero oh and five, four and eight overall. So, uh, looking at this conference, I I think you know the Big Ten usually gets anywhere from six to eight teams in the Big Dance, and I think we're looking about the same number this year. I think probably those top six have the best shot right now. 
looking at some of the, the, the leaders in, in the conference for people to watch, the Big Ten uh, preseason player of the year, Luca Garza from Iowa. He's the uh, points leader in the Big Ten, averaging 26.9 a game. He's also one of the leading field goal uh, shooters and leading rebounders. Uh, a, a, another name out of uh, Illinois to keep your eye on is, uh, let's see, Kofi Cockburn. He's uh, averaging 10.1 rebounds a game and uh, shooting 70% a game. So, I mean, there, there's some there's a lot of good basketball being played in the Big Ten, and I think a lot of teams can make, make the uh, tournament. Yeah, and then I got the Pac-12 basketball roundup. I mean, there's not a lot to say. Pac-12 is usually not known for their basketball, but we have nine teams right now that are over 500. I mean, the only two ranked ones are Oregon at 21, and then they are 9-2 and two overall. I mean, they have been on a three-game hiatus due to COVID. They're led by their senior guard, Chris Duarte. He has 18.4 points per game, which is one of the highest in the nation right now. They also have UCLA, who leads the conference right now with 7-0 and in league play, also 11-2 and overall. They're ranked 24th. They have six people right now averaging double digits, so definitely a team-oriented, te- like player-oriented team. They're led by sophomore Jamie Jaquez. He has 13 points per game. Their biggest prospects coming out of the Pac-12 are Evan Mobley, seven-foot center for U- USC. He's really lanky. I mean, he's one of those point centers that like the league's starting to become. He averaged uh, 16.2 points per game, 8.3 rebounds can shoot the three defend positions one through five. He's definitely going to be a top three uh, draft prospect come to the NBA. USC is right now is 11-2 and two in second in Pac-12 play. And then also Josh Christopher, 6'5 shooting guard from Arizona State. He's a really good guard and can create his own shot and a dagger from the three-point strike. He leads team right now with uh, 16.5 points per game. He's also a freshman. He was a top five prospect at a high school this year. He's projected to go top five also in the NBA and currently Arizona State's four and six. So uh, I think you have your Oregon, USC, and UCLA are definitely going to be locks for the uh, big dance this year. And then Colorado and Arizona are potential to obviously get in. So uh, we'll see how that all turns out. All right, Colton, you want to you wrap us up with the SEC? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the SEC. Uh, this this conference is a little bit of a jumbled mess. Um, you know, you got uh, three ranked teams. You got Alabama at 18, um, sitting at the top of the rankings. Uh, they're seven and zero in conference play, twelve and three overall. Um, you also got Tennessee, who's ranked sixth at uh, at the moment. Uh, they did have a big loss last night to Florida, a huge loss last night, lost by almost 30 points last night. Uh, they're they're sitting at third in the league, ten and two, four and two overall. Um, LSU is is actually the team sitting in second, ten and three, five and two in the conference. Um, the only the only other um, ranked team is uh, Missouri. Uh, they're nineteenth, nine and two, three and two overall. I think the big surprise here is uh, you know Kentucky's sitting there fifth in the league. Um, they're four and eight overall. They are playing better in conference play so far. They are three and three and two, but uh, they're going to have to pick it up quite a bit here to even have a chance to make the big dance. Uh, that that's you know four and eight is not not a good record. Uh, so uh, Coach Cal's got to get it figured out down there in, in Lexington. Um, you know, and then I'm sure he will. He he's been in this position before. He'll he'll figure it out. Um, you know, some players to kind of watch. Um, you know. You got the freshman guard uh, from LSU, Cameron Thomas. He's leading the league in, in, uh, in points per game at 22 points per game. Uh, another one to, to pay attention to, you probably know him by his famous dad, 
but uh, this guy was making a name for himself at Vanderbilt, uh, Scotty Pippen Jr., um, second in the league in points per game and uh, second in the league in assists per game. So, you know, he's, uh, you know, making a name for himself outside of his dad's, uh, you know, notoriety. So, you know, good, good for him. Um, you know, some big games coming up uh, in, in the conference. You know, Missouri's going to take on Tennessee and, uh, you know, uh, also, a big non-conference game to pay attention to. Uh, Kansas is going to go to um, to Tennessee to play non-conference games, so that'll be interesting to see how Tennessee does against a different conference. Uh, for me, tournament teams are, you know, right now I would say Alabama, LSU, Tennessee are, are locks to get to get in. Uh, but then after that, I think there's just a lot of teams in the SEC that have a lot of work to do. Uh, Florida, you know, they got a big win last night, so that helps their resume. Uh, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Arkansas all sitting there. You know, I think that they had the potential to make the dance, but uh, they still have to prove some stuff in, in some big games going forward. All right, very good. All right, well, that'll that'll kind of wrap up our basketball. We'll keep an eye on it, and we'll keep updating that as the weeks go on. Um, it's time for the call-in part of our show now. I'll give you out the number right now. You can write it down, 740 740- Three eight three nine nine four four, and we'll start out with our giveaway. You can call in. Um, we're going to give away two gift cards here to Burger King. The first question you got, you got to pick the best quarterback performance from last week. You got Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, and Allen to choose from. The first caller to call in and pick the one that uh, Fire Brigade. You match up your pick with our pick, and you win yourself a uh, free Burger King gift card. The second, after we get a winner on that one, then the next caller will be uh, picking an outstanding defensive player from last week. We gave, we'll give, we're giving you the choices of uh, Devin White from the Buccaneers, Teron Johnson from Buffalo, Tyron Matthews from the Chiefs, and Rashawn Gary from the Packers. So light up our phone boards here, 740-383-9544. And while we're waiting for callers, we got some, we got some uh, filler. We got some other stuff we wanted to talk about um i think the big news is uh deshaun watson down for the texans what's going on with him i heard some i heard some crazy stuff today now that philip rivers has announced his retirement that uh he'd be a great replacement in indianapolis so uh give me your thoughts on that fellas on the deshaun watson issue yeah that's that's terrible for for houston uh, to possibly be losing a a franchise quarterback like deshaun watson and that, that guy He's a heck of a ball player. It's going to be sad to see him go from that team. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of teams that want to get their hands in on it. I even heard uh, Urban talking about trying to get him there into Jacksonville. That'd be good maybe not wanting to stick with that number one draft pick and take the known commodity over over what looks like it should be great, but you just don't know. So, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of options out there for him to go to. Clemson quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Braden, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I want to make it clear, you know, Deshaun Watson's a very stand-up guy. He's been very, very good, uh, you know, guy for Houston. Um, you know, and I want to make it clear he hasn't actually requested a trade out of Houston. You know, the rumors, all the, all the sports analysts, everyone wants to speculate that he's, you know, wants out or you know has requested to be out. But that's that's not true. He has not verbally come out and said that he wants to be out of Houston. So you know. It is the is does he you know is he upset with how the team is going? Yes, absolutely. He's uh, you know not not so certain on the future and, and you know kind of upset of 
you know, not including him in uh, some of the, you know, picks um, for, you know, the GM and, and coach and, and things like that. So uh, a little bit of disgruntled situation. But, uh, you know, I'm hearing that, you know, in order to get him, in order to trade for him, teams are going to have to give up at least three first-round picks. Three wow. first-round picks to, to get this guy. And wow. uh, for me, there's only there's only two teams right now that even have a possibility. I, I, I'm hoping he's, he's signing up to come to New York to play for the Jets. You know how sorry that franchise has been. I'm hoping he comes play for the Jets. We need him. They got, you know, $70 million in cap space, two first-round picks in 2020 and two first-round picks in 2021. Um, you know, other than the Jets – I think the Dolphins are the only other likely candidate um, that, that he, you know, is going to be looking at, and the Texans are going to get something in return. Um, they got two first-round picks and two second-round picks um, in this upcoming draft. Um, and so, at the same time, they're looking for a new offensive coordinator there in Miami. You know, Deshaun Watson may be able to get to pick uh, pick his own offensive coordinator. So, you know, I, I like either, you know, the Jets or the Dolphins to be the two teams that, that he gets traded to if they trade him out of Houston. All right. Remember, callers, we got these gift cards sitting here. Call us 740-383-9544. Break. 9944, I'm sorry. Braden, give us the rundown of what you think about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've also heard this week that the uh, Dolphins aren't, uh, some of the players inside the organization aren't sold on Tua. Apparently he hasn't been performing too well, and this year he didn't really show out that much. So uh, I think that Miami could definitely be a trade spot for him. I mean, I just hate to see it for Houston after uh, the city just lost uh, stud, shooting guard James Harden and just hate to see another star leave that town I mean Houston's a starving uh sports world over there and I just hate to see it for him yeah absolutely you know playing playing fantasy GM could you could you keep him in Texas and uh ship off Dak Prescott in the first rounder Dak Dak isn't happy in Dallas maybe maybe you take a little disgruntled on one side disgruntled on the other switch him around and make make some magic happen I probably not but might be something yeah, to think about. I, I just I don't know that the the Texans are going to get that, that. They're looking to get more, you know, draft picks, more draft capital. I think I think that they're you know already accepting that they may be in rebuild mode. Uh, so I think they're going to be looking to get get more picks to, to try to recoup on that. I just don't think Dallas has enough to, to offer offer to them. All right. Well, you know what I'm hearing out of the Watson camp is that. The only way he stays is if they change ownership, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I think you've seen Deshaun Watson play his last game in a in a Texans uniform. Yeah, there's a lot of interest out there. I heard the Panthers were interested. I'm sure there's a lot of other teams that we haven't even heard about yet that are working behind the scenes. I don't know if I give up three first-rounders. Wow, that's a, that's a heavy price to pay. You know, and I do feel bad for the Texans organization. They they struggled for so many years trying to find their franchise quarterback. Um, felt like they found him, you know, when they drafted Deshaun in 17, 2017. Um, you know, and now it looks like they're going to have to part ways. But, hey, that's that's big boy sports, I guess. Do you, do you know what what is his contract status? How long has he he's, actually signed for? He's, a, yeah, so, yeah, he's, he's signed with the Texans through 2025 at the moment. All right, well, so, so, I mean, three, yeah. three first-rounders, I mean, at least at least you have them for those years. Right. You're not just giving yeah. those up and not having, you know, losing them in a year. So. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, crazy. I mean, he's put up the stats, you know, even though Houston has not been, you know, good. 
good. I mean, they went four and twelve this year, but he threw for almost five thousand yards and thirty-three, you know, touchdowns this year. Even though Houston was a, a abysmal four and twelve, so mm, yeah, you know, he can still put up stats even on a bad, you know, a bad team. The guy, the guy can play. Yeah, there's no doubt. He's he's a pickup for somebody. I I I think uh, you know Richard Sherman told him to go to the Jets, play in that big market up well, there, up there in New York. So yeah, he, uh, he really likes the new hire up there. You know Robert Sala with mm-hmm. the Jets. So uh, you know I, I I I'm hoping he signs up and gets that gang green uh, jersey on. All right, very good. All right, how about we move on to the Blue Jackets? Uh, rough start for the Blue Jackets so Whoa. far. Um, they're, they're taking it on the chin. They're finally get their home opener tonight, uh, but it ain't gonna get any easier. They get two games at home against the defending, against the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they're you know they lost an overtime heartbreaker last night in overtime to to Detroit. Um, I just I can't help but think some of it's the controversy going on with Dubois. You know, and if it's going to cause, if it's, I say, I say, if it's that big of a cancer, he's got to go. Absolutely, yeah. If, if it's, if it's, if it's hurting the chemistry of the team, then they absolutely get him out of town. But it's just sad to me. All these stars, nobody wants to stay in Columbus, and I can't understand why. It's, it's a young franchise with lots of talent. They're, they're building. They've been in the playoffs. What, the last three years in a row now? I and they mean, have an absolute rabid fan base. Yeah. I mean, the fans come out and support them like like no other town. I, I don't understand it. And, and they're they're paying. It's not like they're they're giving small contracts. They're 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 offering up big money contracts to these guys, and they don't want to stay. I, I just can't. I, for the life of me, I can't figure out why these guys don't want to stay in Columbus. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just feel bad very, that they can't. Very uh, strange. Very very strange to, to see that. Uh, you know, and it's just very strange to see. You know, Dubois. You know, signed that contract, two year, ten million dollar deal with the Blue Jackets in the off season. You know, right before the season started, actually. And now all of a sudden, you know, once once out of Columbus, or you know, it has had a change of heart. I, I can't understand it for the life of me. Um, you know, why why sign the deal with the Blue Jackets if your heart really wasn't in it? Um, you know, but. At the same time, I, I have to, uh, you know, commend uh, Tortorella. He ain't going to put up with that nonsense of, you know, benching him in, in one of the games against Detroit. Um, you know, uh, good good for him. You know, he's he's going to stick to the game plan. He's going to stick to what he knows, um, you know, and try to try to win games there in Columbus. Yep, absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I agree. I think Torch is a, is a great coach. I think Torch is a great coach. Um, right. You know, yeah, they might not always approve guys might that play for him might all might not always approve of his methods, but the guy gets teams to the playoffs. Um, right. We're still waiting, still waiting on your phone calls. There, uh, remember the number to call seven four zero three eight three nine nine four four. We got a few minutes left here. Um, we'll uh, see what. Um, What's going on? I'll tell you something. We'll throw a topic out there. Oh wait, we got we got a caller here. Got a caller. Okay. All right. Which question are they answering? The best quarterback from last week? Go ahead, the... caller. Which, which question? Are you going to do the quarterbacks or the defense? I'm going to have to go with the quarterback. We'll go with the quarterbacks. All right. Who's your pick between Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen? Um, I'm not really sure. I might have to go with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I know he had a pretty good game last week. We have a winner. That was a consensus pick. 
Yay, fired up All our right. first call-in winner. Right. Uh, that was our consensus pick, Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. He went 23 and 36, 296 yards, two touchdowns, and no turnovers. So, caller after the show, we'll get your uh, get your address. We can get that gift card out to you. We still got another one to give away uh, for the outstanding defensive player for last week. Um, let's talk about the big UFC fight this weekend. You got uh, Conor McGregor getting back in the ring against Dustin Poirier. Um, they fought once before back in 2014, and uh, McGregor knocked him out in the first round. Um, but I think uh, you know they they were they wanted to fight at Texas Stadium was where they wanted to, they or they wanted to fight down there in the house that Jerry built. But um, you know with the, everything that's going on, they had to move the fight to back over to Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. So. Um, you know, it's going to be a pay-per-view event, obviously. I think uh, there's some chinks in the armor of McGregor. He's 22-4 um, and four overall, but if you look at his record, all four of his losses have been by submission. So if you get, you get him in there against a, a fighter that, can, uh, that, you know, has some grappling skills, uh, and, and Poirier has that, He's 26 and six overall, and seven of his wins have been by submission. So he has the capability to uh, to get Gregor on the you know down on the mat and um, maybe get him to tap out. Um, anybody else, Colton? You want to chime in on this fight? Yeah, yeah, no, it should be it should be a good one. Uh, you know, obviously uh, McGregor took a little bit of a hiatus there. You know, uh, Mullen retired. You know, did retire. You know, now coming back. Uh, you know, he you know be interesting to see what kind of shape he's in. You know, I'm hearing that he's in, you know, pretty good shape. He spent, you know, several months, uh, you know, training in, in uh, over overseas to get back in, you know, UFC kind of, you know, uh, stand, get that stamina back. Uh, should be interesting to see how he does. I think the first uh, first couple minutes will be the deciding factor in that one. Um, see, you know, how, how he fares in the, in the first couple minutes being in his first fight back. All right. Well, um, we're down to our about last minute here. We wanted to get it, reach out to you, let you know we're going to be on Monday next week. Um, we uh, 7:15 will be our time as our normal time, but we got to switch to Monday next week. Um, we're gonna we'll go over some more college college basketball, uh, update you on the you know after the games this Sunday, and you know we'll get our picks in for the Super Bowl. Um, we want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight to Fired Up. Uh, thanks again, and uh, listen to us next week. We will see you, folks. Have a good weekend in sports. You're listening to WWGH Radio 107.1 FM 